Hey guys, this is Rainy from OhSoSimply.com. Today we're going to start a two-part series, Tackling Contracts. True story. I picked up one of the kids I have after school. We wanted to make shiny slime, so we had to make a quick pit stop by a grocery store to pick up some glitter. This was no big deal because I had permission from her mom since it was just on the way. We ran in, grabbed what we needed, and were off. As I pulled out of my spot, another car came out of nowhere and hit my bumper. Ugh, what was I going to do? What if she got hurt? What would her mom say? Thankfully, I didn't have to worry about any of that because I was pulling out slowly so nobody got hurt. I knew what her mom would say because we discussed what to do in this situation ahead of time. It was in my contract. A verbal agreement can be nice and easy, it feels less intimidating, so most people stop there. Don't stop. A verbal agreement carries no weight in the real world. A contract is necessary. A signed contract is binding and clarifies all of the what if questions. A contract is important because it protects you and the family. It clarifies expectations, payments, and responsibilities for both sides. It's legally binding once both parties have signed and everyone needs a contract because we're all humans. We all forget things sometimes and aren't always clear communicators. Just in case there are disputes in the future, you can never put too much information in a contract. You are covered for anything in your contract, so make sure you have the right things in it. I'm going to go over some important things to have in your contract today. Let's go over 10 things you need in your contract. We'll start with the first five you'll need in today's segment and then we'll discuss the remaining five in the next. What goes in a nanny contract? Pay, salary or hourly? What is your rate? What is your overtime rate? Will you be reimbursed for mileage? When you're driving the kids around for activities, will you be reimbursed by the family? If so, how much? Check your local tax rules, but where I live, if the family pays you less than the IRS would for mileage reimbursement, you may not want to accept mileage reimbursement from them. How much is your allowance for family activities? When or how will you be reimbursed for these expenses? When and how will you send your invoices? How will you get copies of receipts for purchases and invoices to the family? Who in the family will be paying you? Clarify that you, as a self-employed nanny, will be handling your own taxes. If you prefer to be employed by families, then you will have to make those necessary changes to this contract information. This is for self-employed nannies. If you're going to be a long-term nanny, you may consider asking them for health insurance support. The second section that should be in your contract is schedules. What days and hours will you be working? What will happen to your pay if the parents come home early or decide to take a day off from work and don't need you a day you are supposed to work? Will you still be paid a full day? I suggest including a minimum amount of hours they will pay you, despite last-minute changes to their schedules. Clarify what last-minute means. It could be anywhere from one week to 24 hours. This will help you maintain regular pay so you can maintain a budget. Don't forget to specifically list any paid holidays and other special days like anniversaries you would like to have off. Do you want to get some paid vacation time? Make sure to include when your paid vacation will start to accumulate. Also include what your day's work to paid vacation days are going to be. For example, if you work one week, you'll get one paid vacation day. 
Get specific with how much notice you and the family will give each other for vacation time, whether or not it's paid. Remember this notice can go both ways. If the family decides to take a vacation that you won't be paid for, they need to give you the same amount of notice they expect from you. So asking for a month's notice for their vacation time is fine if you're a far out planner, just expect that they're going to want the same from you. If you're anything like me, then you plan your vacations around those super great deals on flights that only appear in the middle of the night. In those cases, you may want a shorter amount of vacation notice. Either way, the more flexibility you give, the more wiggle room you'll receive. Pro tip, plan your vacations at the same time. Whether or not you are going on a paid vacation, try to match your vacations with the family. It will save everyone time and money. Don't forget to include sick days. I used to think this was unnecessary. If I'm not going into work and doing my job, I shouldn't get paid, is what I used to say. Then, one week, I was terribly sick and while I was at home in bed, I was feeling guiltier than ever. Just the thought of the money I would be losing by not going into work was making me worse. I couldn't physically get out of bed, but couldn't afford to lose the money either. It was a lose-lose situation. All I kept thinking was, I really should have included sick days for moments like these. So, learn from my mistakes. Give yourself a set number of sick days and personal days. Be sure to state how much notice you will give before you use either one of these. You may want to give yourself some flexibility with this one because being sick isn't predictable. I would include a 24-hour notice agreement for sick days. Number three, responsibilities. Remember those should do, would do, could do lists I'm constantly mentioning? If not, take a quick glance at those and then come back. If so, those go here. You can literally just copy and paste those lists here. This is the place for everything that will happen in your routine with the kids. When and what they should eat, ask if they have any food allergies or what food has already been introduced. Make notes of those here. You can also include nap time, bath time, and bedtime routines here. What do those routines look like already and what are you expected to do? Outline what your daily and weekly logs will look like and where and when they will be available. For older children, I do recommend weekly logs, just because you will normally give whichever parent comes home first a brief recap of your day, and that's all they really need. Usually babies or kids that have health concerns need daily logs. Don't guarantee more than you can realistically produce. An important part of keeping clients happy is managing expectations. Clarify playdate rules. Do house guests need to be pre-approved? Yes, every time. Can we host playdates? Who's included in the family's pre-approved list of playmates? Are there any extracurricular activities you need to know about? Lastly, in this section, you can clarify general house rules. Make note of your cell phone and media usage here. I only use my phone and laptop during baby's nap times. If my phone rings during the day, it's usually either my husband or my mother, so I answer and try to keep my conversation less than five minutes. All other calls or emails I don't deal with until baby is napping or having limited media time of their own. To be a successful nanny, know and exceed parents' expectations. Number four, child development. Number four, child development. How do the parents currently raise their kids or want to raise their kids? Do they want to use the self-soothe method of sleep training? What are their priorities on nutrition, safety, and play? All of those notes will go here. Any educational milestones they want your help reaching should be specified here as well. 
Most importantly, the preferred discipline style needs to be clearly outlined. Number five is for emergencies. This is where you can have all of the emergency contact and protocol information. This information can be copied from the medical consent form. A medical consent form is an absolute must when watching children. It doesn't matter if it's only for one night. You will need this form to consent in place of the parent for any medical treatment of their child in the case of an emergency. Safety first tips. Anything the parents want you to keep a close eye on. For an example, a family may have a swimming pool in the backyard. They may require that you be outside in the backyard with the child at all times, rather than looking at them through a window. Safety tips like these should all be put here in number five of your contract. For more nanny tips and advice, subscribe. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to check back on Friday for part two.